Hi, and welcome to Yoga and Other Tools for Life. I'm Julie Smurden, and I'm welcoming you to my very first podcast. I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest, but I thought I would just make this one a short one, just to kind of tell you a little bit about who I am and why I'm doing this. Uh, and I'm super excited to get rolling. So the first thing I want to let you know is that this is a labor of love. It's something I've been wanting to do for so long and just have not been able to create the time to do it. I'm not doing this for money, but I'm doing it to chat and share the stories of some of the extraordinary people I've met over the course of the last 20 to 25 years on my yoga journey. They're athletes, they're musicians, they're people who have worked for charities, they're teachers, they're yoga people too, but not just yoga people, entrepreneurs, just extraordinary humans that, that have inspiring stories to tell that have inspired me, and I'm hoping that they will also inspire you. So my own journey started many, many years ago. Uh, at age of 13, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, and I was in and out of hospitals as a kid. And by the time I was a young woman, you know, late teens, early 20s, I had come across movement. And it was dance, and it was eventually um, aerobics back in the 80s when we used to wear thong leotards and leg warmers and stuff. <laughs> I always say I'm really thankful we didn't have smartphones back then, because there are no pictures, but, but that's what it was. But I, I, to deal with the autoimmune disorder, I developed this kind of pretty intense physical regimen. Um, and looking back now, I can see that I was actually trying to beat my body into submission, which didn't work very well. Um, but what happened was I dabbled in yoga at that time as cross training and yoga was quite fringy back then. Like you couldn't really find it in the eighties very easily. And I just happened to have somebody that I worked with who was a practitioner and she gave me a little instruction on how to stretch. And so, you know, twice a month I would do a little yoga just to have a little stretch. And that was the extent of my yoga for a really long time. Then um, years later in my mid thirties, so this was kind of mid nineties, I got very sick with my autoimmune disorder. I had a flare up that they couldn't control with the medicines and things that they had used to control it before. And so I ended up having heart surgery in July of one year and then having my entire colon removed in August of that same year. And as you can imagine, I was, yeah, I was, I was quite unwell. I couldn't even take a shower without having to lay down in the middle of it and rest. By this time, things had changed and yoga was starting to become a little bit more accessible. And I had a friend who was a new teacher. And after my surgeries, she said she wanted to come and do some yoga with me. And I was like, I can't do yoga. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, a vigorous practice. And she said, no, no, we're going to do, we're going to do something different. That's also yoga. And what that was, was breathing. So she would, I would just lay flat and she would have me breathe in these different ways. And when she left, I felt different. And it's not like I could get up and run around the house, you know, jog a mile or anything like that, but I felt shifted. And enough so that when I was well enough to go back to what I was doing, I realized I needed to teach. I wanted to learn, first of all, I wanted to learn what had happened, you know, like how, how that worked. And then I also knew that I had a story to tell and I wanted people to understand that 
this is more than just stretching. So over the years, I was really lucky to have found some incredible teachers. And this was back just, just around the time Yoga Alliance was forming. So there wasn't a, any 200 hour teacher trainings or anything like that. And so when I found my teacher, the one, the teacher, I tried a few um, to learn from and the one who resonated with me most, the style was Anasara Yoga. And there was no like formal teacher trainings at that time. So basically what we would do is we would just follow our teacher around and he went and traveled all over the country and taught workshops and things like that. And then eventually he did start to do these five day teacher modules, but that was how we learned to teach. And it was an incredible experience because on some weekends we'd go and there would be these illustrious philosophy professors like, Douglas Brooks or Paul Muller Ortega, Carlos Pameda, and they'd just be there teaching us philosophy for, for the weekend. Um, we had Sally Kempton, we had music from people like Dave Stringer and even Krishna Das and Benji and Heather Wertheimer there for Kirtan. And so every time we got together, it was just an incredible experience and the value of the education that we didn't even know we were getting at the time. Like we, we were just like, oh, this is, this is just how it happens. Um, I can't even imagine how that could be replicated. It did end, end up getting registered with Yoga Alliance at its highest level. So I, when I started teaching, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. One of the first extraordinary people I met on my journey was one of my students in Chicago, actually. And her name was Terry. And Terry was the female entrepreneur of the year in Chicago. She's quite extraordinary. And she won an award and invited me to go to the awards banquet with her where Oprah was the keynote speaker. And Oprah told the story, if I had the time or you had the time, I, I, would, I can remember the whole thing almost verbatim. It was the most riveting talk I've ever heard online, TED Talk, in person, bar none. It was incredible. And she started it out by saying, I don't have to do this anymore, these kind of talks. I'm doing this one because I really want to speak to you female entrepreneurs. So that was pretty potent way to begin. But her, her story was all about crossroads. It was her life story and all the different crossroads that she's come to. And at every crossroads, she said she had the opportunity to go with conventional wisdom, which, you know, is the wisdom of her advisors or her parents, her partner, her friends, or the wisdom of her own heart. And she told crossroads after crossroads, and these are all things that we all recognized from having followed her career. And, you know, at every point, she decided to follow the wisdom of her heart. And clearly things worked out pretty well for her. <laughs> so at the end, she, she summed it all up by saying, if I could leave this group of female entrepreneurs with three bits of wisdom from my life, here's what they are. Number one, learn to tap into your own inner wisdom, the wisdom of your heart, your inner GPS, your inner guidance system, whatever you want to call it. That was number one. Number two was learn to use it to know what's best for you. And that one actually really resonated with me because I had spent a lot of my life doing things that other people told me to do or other people thought was right for me. So 
learn to tap into your inner wisdom, use your inner wisdom to know what's right for you and not your parents and not your boss or your, you know, friends. And then the third bit was only rely on those two things. And I was like, boom, that really blew me away. Somebody like Oprah giving that message. And I guess where yoga comes in, you know, cause this was all kind of happening around the same time is that yoga was the vehicle that helped me to learn to trust myself. First of all, to listen. <laughs> and then second of all, to trust. And I'm really interested in other people's tools for navigating the crossroads of life. It can be yoga. And I think really of any spiritual practice is a practice that connects you with that best and highest part of yourself. So when we talk to people, this is one of the things hopefully we're going we're gonna to get to. We're going to talk about crossroads. And, and if you had a choice to make between conventional wisdom or the wisdom of your heart, personally, the biggest one, I've done it a lot now, <laughs> but the biggest, probably most dramatic and risky one I've ever done was my move to Australia. So this was against conventional wisdom. Most of the people in my life told me it was crazy. And I think it probably was, it probably was a little bit. And I think a lot of that was that they were going to, they knew that they would miss me, but I knew that this was going to be the best move for me and for my family. And it has been, it hasn't been seamless, but it has been an incredible adventure and a really good move for us. So that's one example of one from my life. So as we get going here, um, I'm really excited to talk to these people. Another aspect of this is that my yoga studio, I closed it in October of 2020 because of COVID and I'm lonely. <laughs> so I'm really excited to get to connect with these people that I care about and have chats with them and share their inspiration with you as well. So thank you for listening this far. I will be back next time with Cameron Bancroft, who is an, a cricketer here in Australia. So for my American listeners, cricket is kind of like the baseball of Australia, only it's much bigger because it's played internationally. And Cameron is a cricketer that I, that I taught yoga to who's got an amazing story to tell. So I hope you'll come back next week. Thank you. Thank you.